Hello and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming. And I'm Aaron Pennington. One Nashville venue is nominated for the best of its kind over the past decade. With Metro Health lifting business restrictions starting May 14th, one Nashville sports team welcomes the wave of new fans. Plus, with sports on the rise this Nashville spring, we talk with Nashville sports writer Chad Bishop to give us all of the updates. We'll talk about all of this and more on Nashville Daily. like Bridgestone Arena has been nominated as the arena of the decade, according to Polestar Magazine. So News Channel 4 is covering this. Uh, like Stuart said, Polestar Magazine um, is is nominating Bridgestone Arena, home of the National Predators, and uh, not too much in 2020, but over the past decade has produced um, a lot of sold-out crowds and incredible experiences, quality production, uh, just an incredible arena over the past 10 years. And this has led to the nomination of uh, Arena of the Decade from Polestar, which we, you know, we looked at through this article and there are things being nominated in Canada, Mexico. I wasn't seeing anything other than uh, North and kind of Central America. Um, but, you know, uh, Bridgestone Arena being nominated and uh, possibly winning Arena of the Decade um, is is absolutely incredible. Nashville's showing off in their awards, and Bridgestone Arena is no exception to this. Uh, News Channel 4 goes on to say uh, Bridgestone Arena opened in 1996. I believe we have an entire episode uh, we back went in the history July, of, of the history of Bridgestone yeah. Arena before the hockey season restarted. Yeah. Uh, but Bridgestone Arena has hosted more than 25.6 million guests throughout its existence, which is amazing. And then uh, News Channel 4 goes on, as a premier destination for sports and entertainment fans of all kind, Bridgestone Arena has been nominated for Pole Stars Arena of the year award 16 times wow 13 consecutive nominations from 2007 to 2019 and we and we were the number one i think it was 2019 wasn't it we so we actually won 2014 uh and 2017 national predators and bridgestone arena evp uh, of entertainment and venues david kells was also named polestar's venue executive of the year in 2017 having been nominated on six prior occasions so it would be really cool to see bridgestone arena bring home that trophy piece of paper whatever it is uh that gives us arena of the decade uh, so this is open for voting until May 14th uh, at 7 p.m. Uh, it's really interesting. And uh, News Channel 4 goes on. In its 2020 year-end ticket sales report, which is significantly impacted by the onset of the ongoing pandemic, Polestar listed Bridgestone Arena as the seventh in the United States and 16th in the world for ticket sales in 2020. 16th in the world? Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> That's crazy. And nothing happened at Bridgestone in 2020. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, so um, Metro Health is, uh, along with right uh, the mayor's office, is lifting all business and city restrictions on uh, kind of your coronavirus restrictions beginning on May 14th. The only one that they're leaving in place is an indoor mask mandate. Uh, but News Channel 5 is actually saying that the Nashville Sounds uh, have announced that First Horizon Park will operate at near 100% capacity beginning on that day because the it starts 12.01 a.m. on Friday, May 14th. So the sounds will be 
uh, be able to operate and have a baseball game with near 100% capacity uh, for close to their opening season. They have a big streak of games from May 14th to May 23rd. So that is going to be absolutely incredible to experience um, all of the, the full capacity of an outdoor venue uh, like First Horizon Park. Uh, for opening day on May 11th, the ballpark will operate near 40%. Capacity will allow the same attendance for bo- for both home games on May 12th and 13th. And then on the 14th, it's almost fully reopened. So sales for that won't go up until 9 a.m. on the 14th. Wow, which is crazy. I know. Huh, super crazy. <laughs> uh, the team will also keep four socially distanced sections for the entire 2001 se- 2021 season. Those sections will be 104, 113, 118, and 121. So according to the sounds, those sections will be, quote, pod-style seating with tickets available in groups of two, four, six, and all tickets in socially distanced sections are, of course, subject to availability. All right, now it's time to talk about some local food in Nashville and the local coffee. Both Aaron and I had the opportunity to check out Caliber Coffee. We're going there quite often because it's really close to our new office. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I had their bourbon... Uh, bourbon pecan, bourbon, no, the bourbon mountain cold brew. Oh, you had that final. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, isn't it good? It's so good. It's they were, good. they were out of their medium cup. So they put it in a large, nice. like, I should have just got a large. Instead of medium. <laughs> uh, and then I had their cheddar biscuit, uh, jalapeno, cheddar jalapeno biscuit. Um, dude, that thing is so good with the bacon and the eggs. And I also, I tried their chocolate chip scone. It wasn't as good as the white raspberry. The white raspberry is where it's at. So I tried the cheddar jalapeno biscuit, and that is in very fierce competition to the breakfast sandwich that I had at Two Dozen a couple weeks ago. Um, the cheddar jalapeno blend is uh, almost perfect. It's not like too spicy. It's just like it's like just subtle. The bread is fantastic. Um, so if you're looking for a breakfast sandwich in Nashville and you want to give the cheddar jalapeno biscuit a try, um, at caliber coffee, that is one that I would highly recommend. Uh, there, there are only a few breakfast sandwiches that come highly recommended. Um, and, and this is definitely, definitely one of them. All right, let's head over to explores Nashville tip of the day. For Explorers Nashville tip of the day, Mother's Day is Sunday. So we're just reminding you, this is a friendly reminder again to book those brunch dates <laughs> yes. and times. Yes, uh, we have a handy little Nashville guru guide. Uh, they usually have some really good lists for restaurants for these special occasions. So take a look at that. Make your reservations. Even if you want to do to go, that could be the easiest way to work out some of these reservations with these restaurants is, is reserving your food, which a lot of these places have these kind of pre-made ready to go meals for these special occasions. And you just bring that home or take it on a picnic or whatever you want to do. It's hopefully quote supposed to be a nice day today. So you never know with Nashville weather, but uh, you know, make sure you at least get those reservations in Act for Mother's Day. I'm going to give a little inside tip. If you haven't bought flowers for your mother, don't buy them right now because they're going to be about four times more expensive <laughs> than normal. Surprise your mother and get her flowers later next week when they're like discounted by three times less. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All the overflow. 
All the overflow flowers you can literally go discount because they're going to go bad soon, and you can get them for like three dollars. <laughs> so just just wait there to you get go. your flowers for your mother. All right, that is Explorers Nashville tip of the day. Today's episode of Nashville Daily is brought to you by Screen Threads. If you're looking for Nashville-themed merchandise, look no further. Our listeners can use the code Nashville Daily get 10% off their next online order and person visit. You can find them inside of Marathon Village or head to ScreenThreads.com. And uh, looking towards next weekend, uh, because later today, Stuart, you will be uh, busy with some walking tours. Tomorrow, you'll be busy with walking tours. Already sold out for those. Uh, but next week, we still have some availability for some downtown historical walking tours. These are things you don't want to miss, and you can pick Stuart's brain about anything you want in Nashville, food, uh, extra history that, that they don't talk about on the tour, uh, you know, lots of things. So make sure you book your tour right now at ExploreTours.com. That's XPLRTours.com to see times and availability and our Nashville daily listeners get 20% off using the code Nash. That's capital N capital A capital S capital H at your uh, shopping cart. You can just enter that in for 20% off of your total order. And that's at explore All right, so on the line with us today in our sports podcast dedicated this whole thing to sports stadiums and specifically Nashville. Chad Bishop is joining us uh, from the telephone and is going to help us formalize our sports updates. So, Chad, thank you so much for, for being with us today. Thanks for having me again, guys. A pleasure to be here. Let's talk some sports. All right. So there's a ton to talk about right now. Um, mainly because seasons have been pushed around. Also, springtime is like prime time for sports. Uh, but I want to talk about uh, one of the most popular things here in Tennessee uh, is still the NFL. Um, and so recently there was an NFL draft held that was unfortunately not in Nashville. We'll see about the next five years or so and see what happens. Um, but uh, with, with the recent NFL draft, um, what is it looking like for the Tennessee Titans coming up for their 2021 season? Yeah, you know, it's interesting when I, um, I, I probably view the NFL draft maybe in a different light than most, I guess, maybe because I've been in the sports world and I've been in sports journalism for a long time. But, um, you know, I think NFL drafts are mostly viewed in my book five years, three to five years down the line, right? Like, um, everybody wants to say, well, who's the, the, the kid that's going to come in right away and make an impact. Uh, but, but really I think we're drafts and are won and lost or kind of down the road. It's almost like college football recruiting, right? Like you don't, expect, yeah. you know, the, the true freshman to come in and, and really, unless you're Alabama or Clemson, right? You don't expect that true freshman <laughs> to come in and help you win a national championship. You, you need to kind of build your roster. I don't, I don't think it's any different in the NFL. So you take a team like a Titans, you know, went very heavy in the secondary, a couple cornerbacks in the safety, um, you know, got a defensive end who, who probably will translate to an outside linebacker and then another linebacker out of Georgia uh, and then a big time offensive lineman out of North Dakota state. And anytime you get an offensive lineman out of that program, you have to feel good about that. So I know there's some concerns, people wondering, well, where's the tight end? Maybe where's the kicker? Um, but you, you just never know how free agency is going to pan out. You don't know. Uh, what trades are in the works. You don't know who's going to get injured or who's going to be signed as a free agent uh, who went undrafted. So 
to me, it, it's something I know it, it makes for great sports talk radio and, and makes for good uh, message board chatter for sure. But um, it's just one of those things that I, I think I'm a little bit more patient about when it comes to NFL draft selections because I want to see kind of how they translate down the line. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I, I know the Titans, one of the coolest things from a fan perspective is seeing that they got a new announcer, uh, which which in his like announcement, he was pumped up. Uh, <laughs> what are you are you looking forward to, to that or, or what are you looking forward to with the Titans for this new year? I'm, I'm looking forward to that because this is a, well, I'm going to, it's a humble brag. Okay, guys, but I live <laughs> close enough. I live close enough to the stadium to where I'm hoping I can hear that announcer from my uh, back porch uh, nice. on Sundays or Sunday nights. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm sitting out here, we just moved into a new house closer, close ish to the stadium. So I hope I can hear that new voice. Yeah. I mean, anytime you got someone bringing in some new energy, uh, that's going to help. But I think, um, you know, my biggest, maybe curiosity. I don't know if it's much of an excitement is to see how, you know, Ryan Tannehill performs for the Titans this year. There's been a lot of chatter already about, uh, is he the guy? Should they go pick up someone in free agency? Uh, but, but he's, you know, he's been a pretty steady, good little quarterback for them. And and will he kind of take that team to the next level? Um, you know, with a new offensive coordinator, can they take that next step? So to speak, I think everyone expects the Tennessee Titans to be in the playoffs and be in the hunt. Uh, in their division and in their conference. But, you know, can they take that next step and get to a title game and get to a Super Bowl? Uh, that is great. I have, I don't watch football at all. So I'm just like, wow, these, all these <laughs> new things are new to me. I have no idea what he's actually talking about, but uh, let's talk about college sports for a second. I know a lot of sports had to postpone their fall seasons and now they're just finishing uh, now, like volleyball, for example, they just finished their fall season now, even though it's a fall sport. So what's happening in the college sports world in Nashville? Oh my gosh, everything and anything. Uh, <laughs> You know, for those who are listening may not know, I'm I'm with Vanderbilt University in the athletics department, and uh, it's been wild. It's, uh, you know, for a long time there, there were no sports because COVID-19 shut us all down. Uh, There were no sports. Um, And then for a while, there was sports, but no fans. And now we're seeing this just this flood of all the sports who didn't get a chance to play in the fall or maybe had their championships postponed in the fall. They've all been moved to spring. So case in port, Case in point, from Vanderbilt's perspective, you know, their soccer team won the SEC in the fall but didn't play in the NCAA tournament uh, until uh, last weekend. Wow. Um, and played the spring season. We have both golf going on, lacrosse, the baseball team obviously doing their thing. Um, and Vanderbilt's a school that doesn't have, you know, as many sponsored sports as, as a lot of other schools do. So it's just been a whirlwind and just seems like this tidal wave of a lot of sports all at once that aren't particularly played in the spring. A lot of those fall sports have been moved. So it's an exciting time. If you're, if you're a fan, uh, it's, it's a very stressful and exhausting time if you're a part (laughs) of it. And, and, uh, but you know, I say that, you know, kind of half jokingly because we love it and that's why we're in college athletics, but uh, there's a ton going on. And I know we talked about this last time I was on this, especially in middle Tennessee with Vanderbilt, MTSU, Lipscomb, Tennessee state, Belmont, uh, you know, Austin P all the great schools around here. You, you throw UT Martin there in the mix. If you want, um, Trevecca, uh, all these schools have very highly competitive teams and very different sports. I didn't even mention tennis. Tennis is going on. Um, Vanderbilt hosting a golf regional this month out and um, the golf club of Tennessee and Kingston Springs. Wow. So there's, there's really no excuse now that people are getting vac- vaccinated and stadiums are opening up 
to get out there and support some of these local teams because they're out there and they're all chasing championships this time of year. And, and speaking of that, uh, I know Vanderbilt just announced recently uh, that their baseball uh, stadium is going to be opening up at a hundred percent. So I, I, I imagine that's going to be a very exciting time for Vanderbilt baseball. Yeah, huge. I mean, it's, it's, it's something that it, it's, it's a balance. I mean, it, the university itself, the health department are, are very cautious and not just opening the floodgates, so to speak, and letting the patrons in. But at the same time, you know, Vanderbilt's team probably deserves a full stadium. And I know head coach Tim Corbin has been pushing for a full stadium, but um, you know, patience is key with all this. So here at the, uh, the middle of the month, I believe it's May 18th is, is the date is when Vanderbilt will kind of open the doors, quote unquote, for the last four regular season home games for the Commodores. But then, you know, they expect to host a regional. They hope to host a super regional. So uh, that's big because you go to a lot of those places in the SEC who have already opened their doors to fans. It's been a little tough sledding on the road for the doors and they come right. back home and they've been at, been at 50 and 60%. But, you know, Nashville is, is bigger, if not the biggest city in the SEC. So things are always a little bit different for the Commodores. But yeah, that's, that's great news for them to, to hopefully get some big crowds out there now that the weather's beautiful and, uh, they got a team chasing another national championship. Uh, next week, the Nashville Sounds have their opening day. I believe it's May 12th. And then on May 14th, they're going 100% capacity. Uh, do you think they're going to sell out that first weekend? <laughs> it depends on the weather, probably, right? I mean, if it's a beautiful night. Um, uh, you. The thing I love about the Nashville Sounds is it got a little something for everyone, right? I mean, yeah. I think that's what minor league ball, excuse me, minor league ballparks do best. Uh, you got that right field bar, club, Broadway setting, uh, but you also <laughs> have plenty of activities for the kids. Yeah, uh, and then you got it, and then it's a regular baseball game for people who love baseball. I mean, the last Sounds game that I went to, I guess it was right before COVID. Uh, when they hosted the Texas Rangers in that exhibition game. And it was just like, just got that nostalgic old time baseball field, you know? Um, So, you know, I I would expect nothing less than a a huge crowd for that opening night. And honestly, probably for the rest of the season, because what I've seen from my eyes is that a lot of people are flocking to live sports again, because we couldn't go for so long. Right. And, And people are just craving to get back out there to the stadium, no matter the sport. I mean, I've watched, uh, tons of sports on TV and been like, wow, that's a big crowd for that sport. I don't, I don't think I've seen that big a crowd for that sport before. So I think people are just craving to get back out there, no matter the level, uh, no matter the sport. And, and so uh, I can't wait to get back out to sounds games myself. Uh, I think you're exactly right. And one good example of why people should get out to live sports is I was at the Lipscomb baseball game. Now they don't have a fantastic season right now for their baseball team, but they were playing North Alabama this past Sunday. And one of their, their third baseman, Brian Moore hit two grand slams in one game, which is, I, I think has only been done like seven times. Uh, I, I think that just speaks to, uh, why people should get out like more exciting things are happening now with live sports. And, and I think you're, you're going to see this kind of, uh, adrenaline, uh, of, of people in the excitement of just being in those environments again, I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because we talked about that last time, you know, for, for people who may, we've talked about the influx of people moving to this city from all over the country because Nashville is the place to be. And you might be thinking, well, you know, what sort of sporting events are in town? Well, maybe the Titans are too expensive or the Predators are too expensive or I'm not that big of a soccer fan. We'll get out there and support some of these local colleges. You go to a Lipscomb baseball game and Brian Moore, a young man from Georgia representing, 
hits two grand slams. You know, Jack Leiter, pitcher for Vanderbilt early this season, threw a no hitter. Uh, you go to the ballpark, something you wow. know is going to happen. There, there's a, um, you know, the Vanderbilt soccer team made the NCAA tournament. I, I mentioned golf earlier. There's a lot. Uh, it doesn't have to be college. You know, go check out some of these high schools. I mean, there's a lot of great athletes and a lot of great teams in the area. Uh, the weather's getting better. Yeah. Cross our fingers that COVID is kind of going away or dying off a little bit. You yeah. can wear your mask and maybe sit by yourself in an outfield bleacher somewhere. So there, there's, trust me, there's plenty to watch and there's plenty to see. And, and you go to a game, uh, you never know what's going to happen. One of the biggest things happening in 2021 is the Music City Grand Prix. Uh, do you have any insight on this race happening in downtown Nashville? I don't accept. I just, I just worry about the pedal taverns, guys. I mean, like, like, are they gonna be able to get out of the way fast enough? Are they gonna be able to keep up? I mean, there's uh, maybe if you combined all the bachelorette parties and put them on one cart, maybe they could go just as fast. Um, no, I just, I just think it's gonna be really, really cool to like see how that that is all set up and how it's executed. Um, to hear the noise, you know, going through the, I just think it's going to be a really, really cool event. And, uh, we spoke last time I was on just, it's just another one of these events that's going to be able to showcase Nashville for people sitting at home on their TV, you know, channel surfing or, or what have you and be like, wow, look what they did there in that city. That's a cool place to go visit. Or maybe I'd like to live there someday. So, you know, any, any event that really showcases the city is really cool. So, uh, I, I'm really curious to see kind of how it's pulled off and what it looks like. And, uh, just another, uh, just another event you didn't think you would be privy to when you moved to the city, but here we are. Uh, and one thing I know we didn't plan on talking about, but uh, just to get your thoughts on National Soccer Club now that they've kind of started up again. They're in fa- I mean, there's so much to talk about. FIFA's coming in in, in a little bit, but National Soccer Club, they're looking to make a showing of their uh, uh, kind of weird official second season, uh, which the first season didn't get off to a fantastic start because of COVID. But what are your thoughts on this the second season coming up for National Soccer Club? Yeah, I think, you know, what's interesting about that club is, is you know, I was at that inaugural game when they played Atlanta United because, truth be told, I'm an Atlanta United guy. I'm an Atlanta native. But, um, you know, that, you know, just a huge crowd and then the pandemic hit and nobody really got to experience, you know, that, that season. And, and you had a team that was kind of surprisingly competitive. I remember talking with a, a reporter here in town about them and, uh, he didn't expect them to be that good at all. Being an expansion team, he didn't didn't really see where they'd be able to find scoring opportunities and goals. And hmm. and lo and behold, they be, they became a good little team. And now um, you're going to get some fans back in the stands. You got some momentum from from year one. You got the stadium in the works. So yeah, I mean, I just think what's curious to me is I want to see them finally get into that new stadium. I want to see what the atmosphere becomes. I want to see what the crowds are like uh, because as you as you've seen, professional soccer is growing leaps and bounds and a lot of these atmospheres are just out of control and now you've got this national community filled with eclectic people and young people who are looking to spend their their dollars and drink a little bit and uh, blow off some steam i think it could be a really really cool club if they continue to produce results which uh, they've shown that they can do awesome Chad, let's talk about some hockey real quick. Uh, the nashville predators they have cl- uh, they, they have gotten into the playoffs correct I believe that is correct. Yeah. Okay. And then do you know if the playoff games are going to be different than normal seasons? Uh, I wouldn't expect so. That would be news to me if they were, I wouldn't expect them to be any different than normal. Okay. What are the chances of uh, the Nashville Predators winning a Stanley cup this year? 
Well, you know, you know what happens in, you know, the NHL, and this is kind of, you know, cliche and not necessarily cop out, but the, the NHL has kind of built itself on being a league full of parity. So uh, you get those eight teams into the playoffs and really anything can happen. It's not yeah. uncommon for, for an eight seed or a seven seed or a six seed to make a run to the Stanley cup. And um, it really doesn't all all come down to goaltending, but that really is a huge key for every team. Any goaltender that gets hot and starts to play at a high level that can carry the team. So the thing that I think Nashville has going for it is early in the year, they were really struggling and really uh, trying to figure out their way. And then have gotten really, really hot recently and played really, really good hockey. And I think they have momentum on their side. Now, Again, that doesn't mean a hill of beans when it gets to the playoffs, but I think you've seen a team kind of grow and grow confident. And, I mean, they have just as good a chance as everyone else uh, in the league, and, and that's what makes NHL playoffs probably one of the best postseasons in all of sports. Awesome. It, it re- reminds me a lot of baseball. Anything can happen, the three to five games that you need to win. Uh, so, I mean, it's going to be an incredible experience. I'm looking forward to it. Chad, thank you so much for giving us a, a, a very thorough sports update through Nashville. We hope you enjoy your weekend. We hope you get outside to see some of these things uh, as well and, and uh, have fun at the Vandy baseball games when those are at 100%. I know that's going to be a ton of fun. But thank you so much for your time and, and calling in today. Yeah, guys. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Our local artist of the day is Aaron Sparling. We're going to be playing his song, Run With Me. And just like we talked about sports today, you can run with Aaron, find his Spotify in the show notes and a website in the show notes as well. If you want to listen to all of the local artists who have been featured here on the podcast, Nashville daily artists of the day, type that into Spotify, listen to almost 16 hours of incredible music. That's been featured here only on Nashville daily, a little bit about Aaron. He's been in Nashville for two years and has ooh, really good list of favorite restaurants in Nashville. So the first one is Hugh babies. They have uh three locations in Nashville. I was going to say four, but the West End one closed. But Hugh Babies yeah. has amazing burgers. Another one's found in West Nashville. This is the Loveless Cafe, the best biscuits in town. Great breakfast, great barbecue. And then uh, East Nashville Original. No, that's not East no, Nashville. No, this is Original. Edge Hill. This is Edge Hill. I was getting those confused for a second. This is Taco <laughs> Mamacita, and they have some of the best taco salads in town. Yes, they do. All right, here is Aaron Sparling with his song, Run With Me. You know I'm falling to my knees. Yeah, I'm praying for a sign The pressure's coming down on me And it's leaving me Trying to break free From these chains that burden me I don't need your sympathy I just want you to say
That was Aaron Sparling with his song, Run With Me. Tomorrow, we have a friend of the podcast, Justin Croft, joining us for the Nashville story. The last time he was on the podcast was episode 47. If you're a fan of Elvis music, history, or Bob Ross, you'll want to tune in tomorrow to find out why. See you then. so much for listening to today's episode we really really appreciate it you can uh find more of us over at nashvilledailypodcast.com to get involved we are over on youtube as well if you want to learn more about nashville at xplr.nash come hang out with us there we're also on instagram at xplr.nash if you want some nashville themed merchandise xplr.life and go rate the podcast five stars